everybody. Welcome back to Gone Outdoor Radio on Hello News Talk and KWSN in Sioux Falls and KFGO, the mighty 790 in Fargo. For all of you regular listeners of our show, you know that Kyle and I really love promoting fishing, hunting, anything you can do outdoors up here in the Midwest. On this segment, we're going to chat with a longtime friend of ours. Uh, he's a mentor of ours over the years. He's a professional angler, but he's now kind of switching gears a little bit this time of year. So instead of talking ice fishing, we're going to talk inshore fishing on the Gulf of Mexico with Johnny Candle. How you doing, Johnny? Pretty good, guys. How about yourselves? Not as good as you, because you get to go out fishing every day out of your boat. You know, we could still maybe go fishing out every day here, but we won't be in a boat. So I would say you have the edge on that. So a couple years ago, I think last year you started guiding down there. You've been going down there for a couple of years now. How's it going down there? You know, Scott, it's uh, the transition from freshwater fishing to saltwater fishing happened in about half the time that I honestly expected it would take. Uh, I set out several years ago, started searching the Gulf of Mexico. I wanted somewhere to, oh, let's say fade into the sunset, right? I'm not an old guy by any means, but hey, you're I've younger been guiding. Than me, darn it. I'm not even looking at the sunset yet. <laughs> but I've been guiding for 35 years. I started when I was 17 years old. Uh, that's a long time, right? That's a, a lot of years guiding. Uh, I go 100, 120 days a year on the water up north, and somewhere, somehow, I got to slow down, right? Gave yeah. up the tournament thing, and I started looking somewhere south. I thought maybe Bull Shoals, Arkansas, uh, do some freshwater fishing, looking at nearshore and inshore saltwater fishing opportunities. Venice, Louisiana came to mind right away. Big redfish, speckled trout, capital of the world. But Venice, Louisiana is not the prettiest place in the world. A lot of oil rigs, all that kind of stuff. And there's a wife involved that has got to enjoy where I'm at in the winter as well, right? right. So I hopped around, that just fished a lot of places. That's how smart you are, Johnny, and your years of experience. <laughs> so long story short, found this nice little stretch in Florida called the Forgotten Coast. And I'm dead center Franklin County, Florida, little town of Carabelle, and I'm loving it, man. I, I fish only Florida state waters, uh, so the farthest I go out into the ocean is nine miles. That's what my Coast Guard captain's license is good for, and I probably spend two-thirds of it inside three or four miles doing what you refer to as inshore fishing. And I'm telling you right now, fellas, if you're a walleye guy or a bass guy in the upper Midwest, you're a redfish and speckled trout guy. You just don't know it yet. It's exactly the same. I'm using the same Shields Outfitter Ibisu rods, seven foot, medium power, fast action. I'm using Shimano uh, Stratic reel, size 3,000, 20 pound rate, grade, 20 pound fluorocarbon leader, and anywhere from a quarter to a half ounce lead head jig with a plastic tail. We threw them all day today in a river close to my home down here, caught 60 speckled trout. Uh, and threw them at oyster beds, which on the surface look exactly like a wing dam, or current breaks coming around points. Well, what do we do when we go to the Mississippi River? Same exact thing. So the transition, easy peasy. Uh, it's warmer, T-shirts, flip-flops a lot of days, not every day. 
worst case scenario, hooded sweatshirt, right? No more gloves, no more masks, no more hand warmers. I'm loving life. Johnny, it seems like you've got things figured out here during the winter months, and that's awesome. And as you were describing that, I'm picturing Scott's garage. I'm picturing my garage. I'm sure our listeners are thinking about their own garage, too. Like, we could go grab a rod off of our rod rack in our garage now that we haven't touched for several months. And if we were in your neighborhood, hop on your boat, and we'd be fishing. I mean, that's what's amazing. It's it's no different than what we're using up here, as you explained Talk a little bit more about the species that you're pursuing. You said speckled trout. You, are there others? Yeah, let's. We'll we'll talk about a little bit of everything. Obviously, the king, the Mac Daddy, as the kids would call it, right, is the redfish, uh, especially the big bull redfish. So there's a slot limit in Florida. They have to be 18 to 27 inches to keep them, and anything over 27 inches is considered a bull redfish. And then anything over about 36 uh, would be considered a trophy. So a 36-incher would be equivalent to maybe an 8-pound walleye. A 40-incher would be your 10, 11-pound walleye. And the biggest one we've landed so far this winter was 43 inches long, and that's a fish of a lifetime. Uh, And again, jigs, maybe a slip sinker with a, a live bait on the end. OG, Lindy Rig, right? We do that a lot, too. After the redfish that get gigantic, uh, the speckled trout would probably be the next most popular. They're more of a numbers game fish, right? Today we caught, like I said, 50 to 60 fish without uh, really even thinking about it. I've had many hundred fish days fishing for speckled trout. They're a little smaller. They have to be 15 inches to keep only one per day over 19 inches. So very similar to walleye sizes usually get a limit of eaters and again same tackle and while you're fishing for those you never know what might sneak in there right we've got the sheep's head which is not the same as a sheep head up north sheep's head down here very very tasty fish uh they range in size from probably a pound to maybe six pounds you might see some black drum which are the first cousin of the redfish which is a red drum I've caught those up to 15 pounds. They fight really hard. Maybe even a flounder or two, maybe some sea bass. And quite honestly, you are in the ocean and you never know what fish took a wrong turn and is somewhere it shouldn't be. We've caught stingrays. We've caught three or four species of sharks fishing inshore. Uh, Every now and again, you might get a cobia, which is not known to be an inshore fish, but they might show up. So, Honestly, you feel that tick on the end of the line and set the hook. It's not like fishing my home in Devil's Lake, North Dakota, where you have a multiple choice test. One out of five is what it's going to be. It could be anything, and you could be fighting it for two or three hours. You never know. Boy, Johnny, uh, when we started, I was thinking this sounds like it could be a funner deal than ice fishing. Now I'm wondering if this could be a funner deal than any fishing up here. Have you thought about that at all for like every day of the year? <laughs> you had to ask that question, didn't you? I will not commit to an answer uh, on a public airway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, it, it has been talked about. It's been talked about a lot, Scott, especially, you know, I'm a few years behind you in the life cycle. Uh, and you know exactly the thought process process that starts when you get to your mid-50s, right? What does the end of my working career look like? 
And what does my retirement look like? I know my wife, if it wasn't for grandkids, would sell it all and move here tomorrow. I don't know if I'm ready to walk away from the business that I've established in the Midwest, uh, especially Devil's Lake. It, it could happen, Scott. Uh, I'm not going to rule it out of the question, but there's something to be said about throwing a slip bobber on a rock pile, uh, watching a young kid catch his first walleye, you know, getting into a school of those white bass. I still love every minute of what I do at home, but man, again, these fish are mean. They pull hard. They pull for a long time and, uh, and they all taste really, really good too. So uh, some incredible eating down here. So yeah, it's it could become quite the dilemma in about yeah. four or five years deciding do I really go home or just stay down here year round. Good to have options, my friend. So if any of our listeners are interested at all in coming down and visiting you for a day on the water, how are they going to get a hold of you? Uh, the best place to start is my website, johnnycandle.com. Or follow me on social media, Facebook's where I do most of my posting. And just follow me at Johnny Candle Professional Angler on Facebook. And if you watch some of the videos I'm posting, Scott, which I know you and Kyle do, you're going to see that I'm not making this up. I'll show you exactly the tackle, the lure, the jig, the line that I'm fishing with. All right. Thanks, Johnny, for coming on Gone Outdoor Radio. Thank you. Special thanks to our Gone Outdoor podcast sponsors, Ray Sport Marine, Adventure RV, Lakeland General Store in Dunvilla, Devil's Lake Tourism, Linex of Fargo, Ion Ice Fishing, and the Ion Alpha Ice Auger. Thank you for tuning in to Gone Outdoor Podcasts. Listen to Gone Outdoors live on KWSN and KELO Sioux Falls and the mighty 790 KFGO Fargo. You can find us at breweragreoutdoors.com as well as social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Until next week, from Kyle and Scott, we will be Gone Outdoors. <laughs>